To the ether. This is part two of two-part space, hosted by Tricky. Netta is here. Claim your airdrop and join the Devodio Club. Recorded on Monday, January thirty-first, two thousand twenty-two. Let's take a listen. Still there, worker B? Movement. These are just my thoughts. We you know, like I said, I'm... We, worker B, we lost you for for the guts of a minute there. I think. I'm sorry. Um, you cut out and we couldn't hear you. Oh yeah. If you want to try, you want to run that past us again? Yeah. So I was trying to say, like, um, you know, let's say there's like a raw 700 billion sitting into Bitcoin. Uh, in order to get the price to drop 50%, they can do tactics and manipulation and, and drop it theoretically. Whereas with Ion, um, you're just seeing the effects of very low volume where there's not as much. I actually don't even know the numbers of how much is in Ion. Personally, I don't own any. Um, but I saw, all right, it's, it's such a, a small local coin that uh, you're going to see stronger effect on the price from a small purchase. Right. Yeah, no, I accept that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think if I, if I go too far f- further into this, I'm probably just going to go down a rabbit hole of, of um, hedge fund manipulation markets. And I don't think that this is the audience for that. I will say one thing, though, that I had an interesting look at the, the run-up for, for Luna in November, just before it, it kicked. And uh, I took a screenshot of the 45-minute chart on that and then ran a comparative screenshot with the 45-minute chart of Ethereum's position three or four nights ago, mm-hmm. Thursday last week. And I was able to draw an arrow to the beginning of a dip and point the circle it and sent it to my friends in the Discord chat and said, you are here. Yeah. And they bought the dip accordingly. I, I, I picked up one Ethereum on the dip at $2,098, the very bottom, and it's now 2700 or something. So those, those charts, when they line up, because there's the same patterns the whole time. And if you go into the stats page on Osmosis, you can see it like everything you open is all the same. And any token that launches goes bananas for the first day and a half. Right. And then it sinks into an algorithmic uh, flow with everything else and it moves almost beautiful synchronicity except it's designed to fuck you if you're not paying attention to it right it's like uh riding the waves you know or surfing or just going with yeah. the flow and okay this is coming out in the economy and we got netter now we got smart contract machine you know and you just want to ride the waves towards where everyone else is going and it'll it'll pay you for that Anyway, I, I think, as I've said repeatedly, and I will abide by it this time, uh, let's get yeah, back to Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. No, I, I, I prolonged it myself. So um, it was a good discussion, though. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks for having me on here. No, definitely. We, we value your input on the markets and stuff like that. I, I love hearing about what other people think about it, especially, you know, coming into Cosmos and just being like, what's going on here? You know what I mean? And you know, you're asking all the right questions, so I, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I co-sign on that. I mean, those are all things that are important. And again, you know, when it comes down to it, when it, when it comes back to the, to the Atom ecosystem and having a store of value like Nether, I mean, there's going to be a certain point where for Atom, there's going to be a limited amount available because it's going to be off those centralized exchanges. 
Now, within within the within the decentralized exchange space, that might be a little wonky. But again, we we have access to to store of value assets like Neta that can do really, really, really bonkers things within this space. Hey, so just yeah. on that, when you say a store of value asset like Neta, what do we mean? Like, at what point does it become a store of value in the sense that you'd use it to transact? You know. Like because you'd need to exchange that value at some point, and how does it get? Like, I guess I'm asking, what does it really mean in real terms? Store of value? Is that a dumb question? I don't think. I think that's. A, I think that's a smart question because it's something that we commonly ask. I personally, right now at this current second, because I'm a little bit thrown off by the question, but I'm gonna answer it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, that's fine. I love. I love it. I love it. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and do my best with this. When we think of a store of value, we think of something like a reserve asset that we could always fall back on. Bitcoin, when it came onto the scene, was essentially trying to be a store of value asset, or at least a transactional asset, but it became seen as a store of value asset. Its comparison is, is to gold. So now let's look at gold. What makes gold valuable? Well, one, beyond the fact, you know, when we knock it all the way down, it's because we decided that gold has value. What ends up happening, it, what, what, what we determined was gold was rare. Gold was a, was a, was a scarce enough, resources, or enough resource, at least that we believe so. And at some point in time, we determined that with all these volatile ways that we transact and, you know, do mediums of exchange and whatnot, debt systems and whatnot, Let's create some kind of standard that we could always fall back on that we base all of our transactional monetary policy, whatever on. And so gold was a store of value. Now, what allowed Bitcoin to eventually come to the scene was that the U.S. and many other places in the world got off the gold standard and also the silver standard, which was supposed to be kind of a parallel relationship to gold being a store of value. And so we're now bringing that concept back to where we have something that we can fall back on as a sense of value when other mediums of exchange fail us. That is probably the simplest way I could describe that direct to your question. That was pretty good. You know, and I feel like I could tie that into those waves we were just going across uh, talking about how the market flows, you know, and everybody knows that dips come. You know, the market does go down. You have to be pre prepared for that. And it's like, where do you want to store your money the safest during these dips so that it maintains its value till the next time we go up? And when we say exactly. maintains its value, do we mean in Juno or in dollars? Whatever we choose to denominate it in now, naturally, because it's available within the Junoverse, its first its first related first related value is in Juno. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to always be the only way it's valued. So okay. it's just the beginning, but not necessarily yeah. guaranteed to be the future relational peg of value. Right, and we we have IBC assets here too, where like you know you could store this value 
across plenty of different chains. Yep. So Netta really has an opportunity here to solidify itself. Oh, you think it could be a cross-chain store of value? Well, it's kind of like the whole Cosmos ecosystem is, uh, right. you know, what is value? Value is just this like number point system that we use to buy stuff. And you could toss it between the chains and, you know, I need to get some secret. I'm going to go this route or I got to get some, some Akash. I'm going to go this route. And then, oh, here comes the market tip. Let me just store this in my store of value. So convert it to Netta. Yeah. Uh, I see. Okay, I'm with you. That's, thank you. That's good. Thank you for that question. That's a good question. Pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. It's, uh, yeah, it's cleared an awful lot up for me. I appreciate it. What we're here for. Let's get it. Nice. Yeah, 100%. The space is. Anyone else got questions on Netta? The Devotio Club? Anything Cosmos? Anything interchain, anything Junoverse, feel free to ask. Speak though. I see Coney Daddy down there. I don't know if you uh, finished the Super Bowl commercial or not. Want to give us an update? Feel free. He's chilling in that hot tub right now. <laughs> Doing his next video, probably. <laughs> Or the I shower. The... <laughs> I remember that one when he was in the shower. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> He's a nut. <laughs> so I, I was one of the people that ran that Cosmos video competition, and by far nice. the best thing to come out of it was Coney Daddy, in my opinion. So shout out Coney, you're a fucking legend, bro. Yeah, and then he gave away a cash for that, and I won. So thank you. Thank you for helping me stack my bags of a cash. <laughs> I staked the whole thing for sure. <laughs> that was that was a paid promotion. <laughs> Dude, Greg is a gangster. He makes it rain. Like what he's one of the Dude, best founders ever. Just I was so surprised at the amount they gave out. Like was it five hundred a cash or was it like a hundred or I forgot what it was. I think it was a hundred, right? Hundred each person? I can't remember. But yeah, it was. Uh, I thought it was a pretty decent amount to win off of a Twitter giveaway. I was like, "Wow, <laughs> that's sick, dude!" He made a post one day that was like, "Who helped you get into a Kosh network?" And I had a couple people throw my name on the list, and I was like moving all day. I was doing something, and like later, I checked my Twitter, and Greg dropped fucking two hundred a Kosh on me. I was like, "Jesus, bro!" Just and he nice. did it to he did it to like fifteen people. Like homie gave away like. 10 20 grand just i don't know he's one of the best founders by a mile hands up if you're in the uh people listening and you have been pronouncing it a cash in your head for the last year anyone do you guys actually know where that name comes from i've read it before but i think i've read it kind of when a little bit cooked so i don't really remember there's this uh like um, I don't know what to typically call it, but it's like a spiritual fabric of the universe right. in like the metaverse, and it's called uh, the Akashic Network. The Akashic wow. Network. And it's just supposed to be like this concept of reality has a specific truth to it. You know, like if you see someone running by and you might, oh, did that guy have a blue shirt or a green shirt? 
like that's your perspective but in reality there is this truth and it's just like okay. a streaming truth and so the akashic network is this streaming truth right. so non-subjective trustless verifiable yeah. exactly i'm pretty sure coney daddy made a video um trolling that because if you look it up it says one of the interpretations is space or sky and coney made a video calling it like skynet or something i'm pretty sure I don't know. Coney's got like 50 videos that have made me laugh my ass off. Yeah, his videos are awesome. Incredible. Coney, hop up here. <laughs> Good job out there, Coney. I hear from you. <laughs> I know. I tried inviting him, but I think he's a little shy. I think he might be in that hot tub and afraid to get his phone wet. That was just confirmed. <laughs> I heard a splash. Hey, uh, I'm going to get out of here, guys. I was just driving home, so I just figured I'd stop in. Appreciate you, Thank you guys for making these spaces. Great oh, to yeah. you, man. Good to have somebody uh, and a support team to send everybody to for help, too. So we appreciate you. 100%. Appreciate that. All right. Bye, guys. Ciao. Yeah, for real, though, I think that's freaking probably one of the best things that's come out of the osmosis community is all the support, the support now, just doing everything for the community because they've ended up in turn being almost like the support team for all of the you know cosmos ecosystem seeing as everybody's trying to get into osmosis so we appreciate all the work they're doing and that's great and i, I hope we continue to fund that stuff you know and continue to find ways to keep make sure the community safe i've had my beefs with osmosis people in the past but i really do think that cosmos wouldn't be where it is today without osmosis and it really was an inflection point for the whole cosmos ecosystem so um yeah, there's been ups and downs along the way, but osmosis was undeniably a key. It'll be a key part of the, the story of Cosmos when it's told. Yeah, right there with you, Joe. Did you say or yesterday or something that you, what prop did you put up and you got burned at the stake? Oh, shit. Well, it's kind of a tricky story, but it's the one of the very first props on osmosis. The idea was to... Um, take some of the developer vesting because that are 25% of every block reward goes to a developer address and that same amount 25% gets given to the stakers. So I put up a proposal to I think it was just slightly like lower it from like 25 to like 17 or 18% to the devs and then just increase the stake percentage so stakers got paid out more. And um yeah, it, it ended up not being a good idea, so I kind of gave up on it. And then um, Jack Zamplin was the one that ended up posting it on chain. And then um, I didn't even realize it. And then I just like hopped back on Telegram and realized that like, holy shit, everyone's like mad as fuck at me. And I didn't even put it on chain. Um, but then but then Jack kind of like walked it back and said, um, no more. We don't want it to happen. And it kind of just died and it whatever it was no big deal but um yeah that was okay i think like prop seven or something one of the early ones i remember that someone was someone pointed that out to me recently yeah but i i think it ended up being the being good i mean i think 25 percent flowing to a single like uh frozen address is like kind of questionable but in the same sense like osmosis is going to be having a shitload of competition from every angle and they need to keep a solid developer team for the next 15 years. And with their third innings, that 25% of flow will actually be pretty small in about five or six years. So um, 
I think everything happens for a reason. I think it it's a good thing that it's there. And I, Sonny, Sonny's a smart guy. Like, don't I, I've learned to not really question Sonny when he's feels really passionate about something. He's probably right. So. Yeah, I mean, that's a good, like, and those are all valid reasons, you know. I think, too, like, you just noted, sometimes you just got to, you know, let the creators of the project kind of work their magic and do their, make their vision happen and just trust it. You know, because they should have some, you know, a good enough say in what <clears throat> the direction of what's going to happen because it, it's it's like their their baby. It's their brainchild. You know, as much as it still belongs to the community, you know, you know, you mentioned, like, there's a balance. So... Yeah, and at the end of the day, the it did make it on chain. People did vote. It got rejected, and that's where it just that's where it dies. Like, if the community doesn't want it, and the community likes how it is, then that's how it stays. That's how it should be. Exactly. I mean, that, yeah, that's exactly what governance is for, you know. And it's like, and that's what has made me kind of upset about, you know, the the rush to veto some of those proposals in the past. Is those don't need a veto to, you know serve its purpose you don't need to veto it to just send a message you know it's not causing any real harm like a veto needs to be used in the right right cases not just because you strongly disagree yeah only when someone's attacking the network you should do a veto and my proposal definitely wasn't attacking the network it was just like a different point of view on how the funds should be distributed so yeah i agree it's not really a no with veto kind of thing yeah just for malicious behavior Exactly. Definitely haven't seen a veto yet. That at least deserved it, even though J Jimmy got a his prop vetoed. <laughs> yeah, is there anybody out there that uh, wants to come up and talk or has any questions or anything? Feel free to request. If you don't want to come on stage but still have a question, don't be afraid to just tweet it or DM or shout it out in the Telegram group. I'm interested to see how many people end up in the Viva uh, Teal Club <clears throat> provide that little bit of liquidity. Actually, that's a good point. Maybe we could talk about that without getting too deep into anecdotal stuff. But um, are are we good without the memo? Yes, you don't have to put the memo in there. Um, uh -huh. That was kind of like the initial ideas on what how people were going to try to keep track of it. But Core One and the team said they were just going to figure it all out on the back end for us. Hey, Tricky. Nice. That's good. Whenever yeah. I try to put in the point two Netta, it um, it's um, it keeps like whenever it puts it on there, it's like one point or point one eight or whatever instead of the point two. So like I had to like put point two zero five or whatever, and um, for it to be point two whenever it showed up on there. So I don't know if that's like. A thing because like if they're looking for exactly point two or above then anybody that puts exactly point two and it only puts like point one eight they might not get the nft and be upset yeah that's a really good point i think it's just like the slippage and stuff with it being so volatile right now and just you know the moment you press accept or improve it's already changed price um so yeah it's actually really good they brought that up i'm just, like it's it's not about you know making this like an inclusive you know you're an exclusive thing about like just getting people to join the cause and fall on the sword you know for the for the good of the community so, yeah i'm just saying like yeah so i'm sure that i want to make sure to provide the right amount because blockchains are so literal you know no yeah yeah, yeah. So, i think yeah, when I it like comes it time to do it 
I think they should probably grandfather in like 0.19 and up mm -hmm. just, yeah. just to kind of yeah, have a little safety factor in there. Yeah, we need yeah, to put that in the chat. I was about to yeah. say, I'm about to go into the Discord and probably just mention that now. Because, yeah, like we don't want people to be missing out on this just because something like that. Like you said, it's so literal. It's a blockchain. It's only going to put... 1.99 whatever even though you swear you know you put two and just I've, yeah i've already Perhaps. gotten a couple of questions like will it be like if it goes down lower than 0.2 but i think it's it, as long as you when you initially provided it that is 0.2 you should get it yeah right Perhaps we could uh, make stress the point that the the goal shouldn't be to just put in point two and forget it. Uh, the goal should be to ensure that whatever you had before you put it in is down by point two afterwards. Yeah. Well, the blockchain That's how I will see it. it. I made sure I had ten point nine nine eight. The the blockchain will see it as. 0.2 if that's what you entered it as like it doesn't really? matter if it changes over time because that's just a permanent loss but the blockchain okay. will see the transaction as 0.2 neta going into this pool matched against x number of juno so as long as you drop that down to like 0.19 as an acceptable number i think pretty much every no, there really shouldn't be anybody that gets screwed well joe um okay. when i put in 0.2 the first time it uh, it said that there was 0.18 in the pool and 0.02 in my wallet. So I don't think that the actual transaction had 0.2 on there. I don't know though. I need to look on it I, on Minscam. I so made four I transactions. Did, yeah. So what I ended up doing was I I knew the exact numbers of uh, my allocation. Um, I did it across two wallets. Um. The hardware wallet was tougher because, again, you know, with the price changing so fast, trying to get that, trying to get that transaction in and typing and like clicking on a ledger that can change on you immediately. Yeah, that too. I think that's what was happening. The price yeah. was changing so rapidly. Yep. And so what I ended up doing was I just did some internal math. I said, look, okay, let's say I have 11 Neta. I should expect that if I did contribute 10 point or I did contribute my point too, that my end balance should be 10.8. And whenever that fails to happen, you know, I, you know, like, like you're saying, Clay, you know, you put the, you put the point to win, you anticipate that's going to go through. And then out of nowhere, it's like, it didn't actually get that actual number. You probably missed it by like a, a small fraction. Well, I do a little bit of math and then I try to get that next amount, next amount in another transaction. And I did that, let's say, my first wallet, it was actually easier because I didn't have to go click through everything. It was a hot wallet. So I got that in within within three transactions. I got I got that completed um on my second wallet, my hardware wallet, in about maybe four transactions. Um I think I probably went a little bit over just to be sure. I think on my hardware wallet, yeah. I just went I, I'm checking it right now. It went just a bit over just to be sure. Um, and I think that's probably the, the safest policy to go just a little bit over. But I think if, you know, we go into the to the Discord group and we say like, hey, you know, people are dealing with uh, impermanent loss or people are dealing with fluctuating values when they're trying to contribute their point to, let's see if we can get the raw data and find out how many people tried to put point two but actually ended up contributing, let's say, 1.18 or 0.19 
versus the 0.2 and see if that is if there's a significant difference between those. And if there's not, then it would naturally make sense that, you know, let's we can we can be we can be kind and include those values. And I mean, obviously, we don't have to do the same thing on the other side north of 0.2 because you already qualify. But that's how I imagine that this will go down. I think we just got to mention it to core one and to the people that will be doing the the data collection on this. Yeah, like taking it in and out over and over. I got like point three uh zero three netta by doing that. I'm sure yeah. I lost Juno, right? But um yeah, so the worst it was was point one eight. So I think point one eight would probably be a fair place to put that um that cap if we were gonna lower it a little bit. Because people are not gonna want to provide more than point two, you know? Right. And again, if we are at, like, as it stands right now, people, when people voted in the Discord group, at least the, the consensus was by numbers that we do this within a 24 hour period. So it's like, it's already, it's already in a limited scope in the community. It's not like we're going to expect everyone to claim their net True. and then everyone try to do this. No, it's like a very, very select amount of people within a small window that will be experiencing this. So then I think by that logic we can probably widen that number a little bit if it doesn't significantly change the end numbers so like 0.2 versus including 0.18 and 0.19 hell yeah so yeah i think this is the most important part just get that mentioned in the discord so i'll mention that the core one i think that has already happened shout out tricky no tricks with this one straightforward Boom. Boom. For those of you on this just joining, you know, got Netta allocation, you can go claim it. You want to be part of the Devotio Club and you have enough Netta and you want to contribute, earn an NFT for, you know, falling falling on the sword, so to say. Contribute 0.2 Netta to the liquidity pool on juno swap that will likely require that you well it will require that you have juno on hand um contribute that keep the text keep the text um close um if you if you contribute that you'll be eligible for what we are working on with an nft for people that are providing this initial this initial launch phase for for the meta asset Now, if you have questions, feel free to ask. I see there's a question here. Go ahead, that might, that might be me. Yeah. No, just uh, I'm. I just was thinking about when you said "fall on your sword." Um, I'm an English teacher, so I just kind of noticed. I was an English teacher, so I just kind of noticed this stuff. But I, I think maybe we could talk about it in terms of uh, putting putting your shoulder to the wheel rather than falling on your sword, because it's not a sacrifice. It's uh, an opportunity. So I don't. Know, may, maybe I'm being semantic, but um, you know, I, no, I, really, I love that. I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud to throw that point too in there. You know, like and and I liquidated everything that I had after I got torn apart lately in osmosis. Um, I just liquidated whatever was left. I think I have 50 stars left. <laughs> everything else just went turned to Juno, withdraw straight across, and swapped in and just bought it like crazy. 
just to try and stock up. So I think I managed to get my 0.2 plus one other one back. And then, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm like 12.2 and, li and li liquidity pooling. But um, yeah, it's an honor to do it. I think it's amazing to be on the ground floor. And if you're at 11.2, as some people maybe 0.2 ain't, ain't nothing. So You legend. I, I'm on board with that. You know, obviously some people will joke, make, make, make that reference in jokes, you know, just like, oh, you know, I fell in the store, ha, 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 because, you know, degenning. Sure. Degenning is a way of life, but right. semantics are also important. I understand what you're saying. I am a, an avid person that feels the same. I think it's an honor to have this, this, be, this opportunity be available to us, you know, for essentially participating in, in its mother, its mother Junoverse. Um, so like, I'm happy to even contribute just that small, that, that small amount is like, what are you kidding me? Like should be, should be more. That's in my, in my personal view, but Hey, it doubled in volatility in the next 10 minutes anyway. So, right. <laughs> it's crazy. I think I heard someone mention in, in, in regards to, you know, bringing that up, you know, the semantics, like <laughs> describing that as a, as a bake sale, shout out to Glowgator. <laughs> If he is still on here, if he's not, you'll probably catch this in the recording. But like, you know, me mentioning this, like, you know, it's a bake sale, you know, this is like, you contribute your netta, you get something back. Some people like cupcakes at a, at a bake sale. Some people like brownies. Some people like cookies. But hey, those are all winning items. Those are things that everyone are, is, is willing to get. So it's like, it's like a netta base, a netta bake sale. Yeah. Throwing that out there. Shout out Glow Gator for the idea. Oof. Brilliant person. You could even say it's Netta as much as you think it would be. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that last joint oh, you was got a really it. good idea. You got it. <laughs> hey, uh, just want to throw this out there for everybody. If you go check your assets in osmosis if you haven't recently you should have your uh sommelier yes awesome tonight yep so good little surprise for some people <laughs> shout out i'm about to check mine right now because i've not looked all day Ooh, i got a little i got i got a little something something here hey i like that i like that it's currently a dollar and three and that is just the beginning. Now, I don't remember the tokenomics on this thing. Um, so if anyone here hosting or whoever wants to come up and speak, speak to that, I think that would be incredibly valuable. Very much so. I don't know the tokenomics, but I kind of know how the protocol works. It's, it's one of the more confusing ones to wrap your mind around, though, that's for sure. <laughs> Feel free to say more on it then. He's gonna shoot it at us. That's fine. Which which token? Somalia. So, I don't know how much you guys know about Uniswap V3, but there's a thing called concentrated liquidity. So, you can instead of like a normal osmosis pool where you're providing liquidity at all the different range of prices, you can actually provide liquidity during for a smaller range of prices, but it almost gives you like leverage on your position. 
So the easiest example to go with would be like a stable pool where you have UST and USDT, where it should always be one-to-one. So instead of just providing liquidity in that pool like usual, you can provide concentrated liquidity. So you can say, hey, I've got my million dollars, but I want to provide all that liquidity between the price of 0.99 and 1.01. So um, you will end up earning way more swap fees per dollar that you have in the pool. So what Sommelier does is it takes that idea, but in, instead of like having an individual enter in each one of those positions, you almost have like a validator set that is controlling the um, position to try to optimize risk reward and to make sure that if something goes haywire, you can actually escape out before you get wrecked. So it's kind of like taking Uniswap V3 and getting a Cosmos validator set acting as like voting and having skin in the game for deciding where to provide liquidity, how much, where's your risk tolerances, when to get in, when to get out, etc. Where currently you have to do all of that with manual transactions and it's really complicated and you're never going to keep up with the guys that are doing it through robots. Yeah, that's Somalia. It's a, it's a hard project to wrap your mind around. Like I don't even, I think I did an okay job explaining it, but I could have totally botched it. I don't fucking know. No, you did a really good job. Cause I that's think amazing. people were, yeah, people were mentioning that <clears throat> they wanted something like that for a Juno swap, especially for Netta. Cause they were like, Hey, I don't want to sell my Netta. For anything less than you know ten thousand dollars or whatever five thousand dollars a thousand dollars and they're mentioning the v3 uniswap v3 kind of like auction style mechanism like that so yeah that, that makes total sense um that's gonna be really cool to have that concentrated liquidity and yeah it's gonna be a value changer mostly gonna be focused on ethereum right away because that's where all the main volume is and stuff but eventually it will come to more of cosmos DeFi. But as of now, the bigger pie to go after is Ethereum. So that's what Small A is focused on. And so Uni- are you- Uniswap V3 is very hard to use for the average user. Like the average pleb is going to get wrecked by the top level trading firms. So this is like democratizing the ability to participate in Uniswap V3. So is that provision of Sommelier as your stake or is it provision of each of the two dollar types in the pool and how does like sommelier give you that like is it that you hold the tokens and therefore no, actually i'm not even going to venture a guess yeah i can i can try to go so for that stop right now <laughs> <laughs> no dude it's, Back it's, away. <laughs> it, it's hella complicated bro so holy shit um what you would do in practice is if I'm someone that wants to participate in Uniswap V3, but I don't feel comfortable putting the higher, lower limits, managing my risk or whatever, I would deposit USD or UST or USDC, USDT, whatever. You could even do Ethereum, whatever, into this thing called like a seller contract. And you're pretty much giving your assets to a multi-sig controlled by validators to use your funds and you keep most of the profit and the system keeps a little bit. And the system will manage that collateral to, um, to, to try to do optimal performance. Um, right. Yeah. 
you're pretty much wow. depositing your funds into a contract that is controlled by what looks like a multi-sig, but in reality, it's a Cosmos validator set acting as a multi-sig. Right. That's incredible. So it's like essentially the opposite of putting your money into a bank where they just charge you for the privilege and then make 13% cycling it around the planet, giving people loans. Yeah, in this, you, they would probably take 1% or 2%. They would have their own skin in the game because if they perform well, then the amount of money in the seller contract increases and therefore their cut increases. So it's a better incentive alignment versus a traditional system like you stated. And can that seller that they're in control of double as a mining validation? Like, can they then become more likely to be chosen in proof of stake for contract for, for adding to the block? Or am I getting away so from there? It works is the people controlling the seller contract are actually the validator set. And like each validator is kind of putting their opinion in about where the market is and like where to do the risk tolerance. So the validators that make the best decisions over time end up having more power in the system, if I understand that right. So the people that perform get more power, the people that don't perform lose power. And so it's like a, a proper incentive alignment for the validators to um, actually try to succeed and get rewarded for succeeding, I guess. Okay, thank you. Cool. Yeah. Yo, the, the Nella, <laughs> it's so volatile one. I just saw a swing from 1,200 all the way down to 700 and went up all the way to 1,200. <laughs> Wait, it was down to 700 bucks and I didn't... Swoop up a bag? Yeah, I was about to inform and he went all, all the way to 1200. I'm like, what? We're almost 50% claimed. Yeah. That's insane. That I makes it like 20% seem like not like a real possibility if 50% is already almost claimed the first 12 hours. <laughs> I feel like the whole notion of like uh, value for like the Cosmos system that 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 could be a big one like like as a store value like cost chain store value that 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 could be a big one you know like let, let's say you're in akash you could just store your value in akash in Neda. like you create a new chain you just store your value there so yeah i'm sure Neda could end up being a top level um like currency or money in the in the wider cosmos like i don't see why akash wouldn't eventually accept neta for payment for compute like i i mean maybe obviously not right now it's way too volatile but in a couple months when neta proves itself out i could see neta becoming a top level collateral in the cosmos yeah, and I and I know like the dev are working on something else. So it's just not it's not just a store of value. So they're working on to on add on add a new store to it too. So yeah, I think it could end up just being like a DeFi Lego block within the within the Juno system, um, and play more roles than just a store of value, like you said, like kind of like what Ion's doing. Like Ion started as a pure store of value. Now it's shifting to have more of a actual protocol um, at its core and maybe even its own chain where I see people leveraging Neta 
within Juno contracts for any number of, of goals. Yeah, I think the thing with Neta is because the actual Neta contract is going to be pretty much untouched, locked, and throw away the key, it can really you know, play the role of that store of value asset and people don't have to worry about anything. Because even like we see with Ion, like they're, if we do, if they do the ionized proposal, they do have to change the, the, you know, max supply and pretty much have no cap, which to some people is kind of defeats the whole purpose of why they got in. So, you know, not having to worry about what net is going to be, is going to be great for investors. We hit uh 14,000 net acclaimed 18,000 left. That's incredible. But it, it also speaks to, like, that's obviously an awful lot of people who are bullish on Cosmos. So what the fuck is happening in that? Yeah, the engagement is, is off the charts in Cosmos right now. We started these spaces just shooting the shit about Cosmos with a few friends and then put a few hashtags about IBC in there. And everybody, like, everybody was hungry for, for the the space that we provide now so it was it's just been amazing and honestly i i uh, thank you to everyone here and, and listening to us like babble about something we really really enjoy and love so I, I i thank everybody for being here make sure to follow us on twitter for for ones in the future and join the telegram chat um you know it's going to be a fun time and just uh you know be with us it, there's going to be something new almost every week it seems like so just strap in and and uh, enjoy the ride. I know CryptoCitos videos are 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 definitely a great place to to check out in terms of uh, airdrops coming and um, news in the cosmos as well. So not shilling or anything, but um, I, I do delegate to him. He's uh, to CryptoCito and StakeCito. So yeah, they're definitely worth checking out. His videos are cool. Yeah, he was huge for the Cosmos development. I think big time. Um, he does such a good job playing that role, and yeah, he, he's a great dude. It's it's really wild how much the Cosmos is expanding, and it's just it's just so it's a fun ecosystem to be a part of. So once you come in, it's like a black hole, dude. You don't go, you don't leave. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of us here. I I know I was was very much like a, a shit coiner with like law. I, I was lost. Like I didn't know where I was going. I was buying a different coin every day, flipping whatever. But at some point I just hit this conclusion. Like this isn't like, I believe in the multi-chain future, but this current iteration is just not right. So um, when I finally found Cosmos, it just was like a breath of fresh air. Like, oh my God, it finally makes sense. Yep. I think at the interchain, the interoperability of Cosmos is its is its forte. It's it's the true iteration of decentralization. It's not subject to uh, even though we see it in the charts, it's not long term. It's not going to be subject to the same kind of manipulation by wealthy individuals who already have the the capacity to adopt a big stake in the network when it when it's nascent. So, I mean, I love I Bitcoin. But you know, that's one of the flaws of Bitcoin is that any actual way to trade it in any real size, you have to go through a centralized institution. And um, sure. it's just a flaw. Like, I love Bitcoin, but it's just a straight up flaw. And that's where Cosmos is really just like on the cutting edge, where 
in 20 years, I don't think Coinbase is going to be where you source your atom liquidity. It's going to be osmosis. It's going to be, if, if you want some atoms, you use Nomic or Axelar to get your Bitcoin into the cosmos. And then you trade your, um, your, your pegged in Bitcoin for atom. Like, I, I just don't see how in 25 years that the highest liquidity for uh, Cosmos projects is going to be on centralized exchanges. And Osmosis yeah. and Juno are the ones that are really on the forefront of that right now. Well, taking a leaf out of 6529's book, we, we got to fight for that open future. We got to make sure that we, we fight for the principles of Web3. Speaking of Nomalik, um, that airdrop um, happened today, apparently. Make sure you all check your allocations. Um, Joe, because you were just mentioning about, you know, accessing, let's say, Bitcoin um, through Axelar, no, Nomalik, if I'm saying that right. You want to you inform the audience just a little bit about what they are, if you, if you have the knowledge about them? Yeah, I know more about Axelar than I do about Nomic. Um, so Axelar is a cross-chain, like they're they're specializing in cross-chain communication. And I think where they're really going to be a differentiator is bringing Bitcoin into the cosmos, which is not an easy feat. It's definitely a challenge, but they seem... Um, people that I trust, like Zucky, are saying that they are on the forefront of that. So what that ends up being is you are going to send Bitcoin to a special address that is controlled by the um, validator set of Axelar. So as long as you trust the validator set to be honest, then you um, more or less can trust this bridge. So it's going to look a lot like how IBC works, where you're going to send Bitcoin into this address. It's probably going to wait two or three, four, maybe five confirmations just due to Bitcoin's probabilistic finality. But once you are fairly certain that the Bitcoin transaction is final, then they can mint that same number of Bitcoin on Axelar chain. And then once that Bitcoin is on Axelar chain, it can move around any of the IBC. It'll just act like a regular IBC asset. And as long as you trust Axelar chain, then it is more or less the equivalent of real true Bitcoin, but in, inherits all of the properties that a true IBC coin has. Gimme, gimme. Right? That's so bullish, be... dude. It's going to be, that's going to be so important to, you know, like you're saying, it's a, it's a ambitious beat, you know, to, to bring Bitcoin to, to the cosmos, the interchain. But, you know, if, if, if that is successfully done, I mean, given what we, what, what you guys are just talking about, like right now, Bitcoin's flaw is that, you know, it's predominantly transacted, at least, yeah, predominantly transacted on centralized exchanges, especially if you want to use some size to get it. But if we can get a sufficient amount of Bitcoin into the cosmos, into the interchain, well, we just we we just cover. Let's say we just covered up that flaw. Yeah, Bitcoin is very hard to work with. I was I was tasked when I first started Tendermint trying to figure out a way to get 
Bitcoin onto the Cosmos hub. So like make uh, the Cosmos hub have a peg zone controlled by the Cosmos hub validators, but allowing Bitcoin to come into the system. And it is not an easy feat, especially adopting it onto Cosmos hub. So I'm really glad that we're seeing chains um, innovating on that front. The only caveat is you should only trust roughly um, how much Bitcoin on that zone compared to how much security the zone has. And that security can be roughly summarized by the price per coin times the number of coins staked. Um, as long as there's not like, unless the, like if the stake rate is maybe like five or 10% on that chain, that's obviously way sketchier because then someone could just delegate 20% and control the chain. So there's, there's nuances to it, but I don't think it can necessarily handle an unlimited amount of Bitcoin and still be secure, but it should handle enough to at least like fit our purposes early on. And as Axelar grows, it can have a higher amount of Bitcoin inside the network while still keeping fairly good uh, game theory um, uh, security. Were you, were you saying on Axelar that you'd be moving the Bitcoin around on IBC or a wrapped Bitcoin? It'd be wrapped Bitcoin because what really there's no way of moving Bitcoin around. What you're going to be doing is you're going to be sending Bitcoin to an address that is controlled by a multi-sig, but that multi-sig is actually the validator set for Axelar. So as long as you trust the validator set to remain honest, you can more or less trust the multi-sig. And so you're going to send Bitcoin to this address, just a regular Bitcoin address. And once it has five or so confirmations, then they can mint the corresponding amount of Bitcoin as a Cosmos Bitcoin on the Axelar chain. Yeah, that seems some like uh, are somewhat uh, just like what Nomic is doing. It just they're also doing the multi-sig as the validator set and kind of like Thorchain, where if the validators try to steal something, then they get slashed by much more than what they're trying to steal. Uh, and yeah, then, that's, that's why I made that point around it can't handle unlimited amounts of Bitcoin because, like you said they would get slashed more than they're trying to steal. But what if there's 10 times more Bitcoin in that zone than the total security of the chain? Then that game theoretic breaks down and it's actually more profitable for them to steal than to keep participating in the game, honestly. But uh, uh, Nomic, they said something about being somewhat based on uh, Taproot too. I'm not sure what that's about. I don't know all about that. That side of Bitcoin. So Taproot wouldn't provide any extra, um, extra like game theoretic protection. I'd say the one thing you could do is you could do like a Thorchain model where you have like a caps and erase the caps. So you make sure that the system never has too much Bitcoin in it. So it doesn't become like a honeypot or be too um, just you don't let the game theory get to the point where it makes sense to steal instead of participating honestly. You stop the system from getting more Bitcoin before it gets to that point. Which is why like Thorchain has a walk before you can run model. 
because if they just let an unlimited amount of assets flow into that network, then they would have seen that the game theoretics would have broke down and people would have just jacked funds and said, bye, thanks for playing. I love that breakdown. And, and I think it makes, it helps make, it helps it make sense, you know, to like, right now, a lot of these things are ambitious and it doesn't, and just because they're ambitious and just because they, they're capable of doing so many powerful things, doesn't mean that they're ready to handle the full capacity at this current second. You know, like what ETH is going through, for example, is the the camper the 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 examples are always going to lean somewhere in the ecosystem and in, in, in the crypto somewhere. But with ETH, they were doing something really powerful, but at the same time, they were not designed to, to do to do what what they're trying to do in the capacity that it existed, and it was not prepared for the overload of people coming into the network. For example, there was a threshold for it that wasn't necessarily challenged until it was. One of those first times was crypto kitties you know that kind of overload or that kind of threshold for let's say malicious behavior or bad user experience or negative outcome happens when a system is not ready yet and so acknowledging that from the beginning is actually healthy and building with that in mind you know limiting how much access we can have to a thing while it's while the let's say the infrastructure for it to become bigger is still being built i like that and i think that was helpful for people to understand yeah anything that's going to be a peg zone really needs to walk before it can run it's just kind of how it works like even gravity bridge that's going to be coming soon like um like that that thing uh i i wouldn't recommend sending thousands or tens of thousands of ETH into that right now. Like you gotta you gotta let these things build their security up to the point where you can trust that it has settlement and security and assurances. And like you said, you can't you can't start day one like that. You gotta build your way up. Coney Daddy's in the room. Whoop whoop. Turn hey, up oh. Coney Daddy. Love to see it. So Super Bowl commercial or we're down to two more weeks. You got LA versus the Bengals. You could do something with the Bengal. You could do something with the Ram. <laughs> the possibilities are endless. And a hot tub. And a hot tub. Ooh, that would be legendary. Oh, he could do that. Oh, yeah. Especially if we get you down to LA in, 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 in a nice house in, on the hills. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there are plenty of folks that have stuff over there. <laughs> And I see we have him listed as a speaker. Ooh, so he's one step closer. <laughs> the people want to hear from you. Just waiting for that unmute button. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're, yeah, well, it's crazy. We're almost at 50% that acclaimed. Price has dropped a little bit, but we're still going strong. I think it's still like $12,000 each netta. That's crazy. It's what it is. Very one vibe, yeah. and that's in the again. This is that's just the beginning. With half the supply being claimed, I mean that just that's just testament to how many people are active in the space, how people are excited, and you know, wait, wait, wait until wait until everyone has their stuff claimed. You know, that majority that have their netta claimed, and then let's see what happens when people wake up. You know, because again, a lot of people. 
are claiming this, you know, they stayed up to get this. Um, people have work tomorrow, people in different time zones and whatnot. And so when those people get access, they wake up first thing, I bet they're going to go claim. And then I bet those people that are staying close to this space are going to want to grab some. And especially if they have a chance to get into the Devotio Club. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I'm excited to see what's going to happen, with the, at least within the next 24 hours. And then from there, how this, let's say, this period for claiming works itself out while the, door, the DAO forms and while the ecosystem in general um, responds. Has anybody recently claimed their gnomic? Just did, sir. Yep. It, it says transfers disabled. It's still safe to claim, though, right? Yeah. My guess is what they're doing is they're still going to have like an LBP on osmosis, and they don't want to have the loom situation happen all over again. So they're probably disabling transfers until after the LBP goes on. No, I think what happened is they still need to upgrade the the uh, the network. I don't think it's SDK yet, so they gotta upgrade it to IBC. So I think that's gonna happen. Let me see. I, I also heard there's no inflation right now. Like, um, no, there's no inflation right now. No. Yeah, it gets turned on like tomorrow, and it gets yeah. turned on at like some massive percent. Yeah. And I don't know how many of you guys have been like, um, have joined a network very early on, but if you can stake on the first day of a network being live. You make bank because the stake rate is so low. I mean, the first day of osmosis was ridiculous. I'm pretty sure I got like 1,300 osmo from staking rewards. I got 13,000% on the first yeah. day. Yeah. 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 Wow. Fucking nuts. I was dude. a week late and that was just super harmful to my bag. I'm so sad. <laughs> oh, man, you're, you're on Netta. You're okay. <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah, it being always, a week late sucks, but imagine being a yeah. year late or whatever. Like, Dude, some, I couldn't imagine logging in and like seeing that I had an airdrop, but it got clawed back. Like, that's got to be the worst feeling. Poor Ion's gone. Hey, well, there's always you know the the guy like me who sold bits and pieces for profit of Ion at about four thousand five hundred euro, and then uh, like a total dickhead. A lot of stuff going on at the time. Sold on the way down. And I think three or four days after the last bit I sold off, I put it into into Juno, but um, then it ripped. Yeah. And I watched it go to 22 grand, and I had 1.7. And I let it all go. <laughs> Ouch. <clears throat> I had um, 0.5 that I put of Ion that I put into... Um, Juno, but I put it in a second wallet, so it helped me get like extra Neta. Mm. Yeah, I missed that, but uh, the other day I transferred a whole load out to a second wallet that I had anyway for uh, for Cosmos from last year, and uh, I set myself up for raw. That one's interesting. Like it kind of seems I don't know, maybe I'm being stupid, but it kind of seems like it'll be Osmosis 2.0. Is that dumb to say? Or I don't know. I just feel like the DEX is going to be used on Juno to launch those CW20s against Juno, and, and that's just bullish as fuck to me. Yeah, you probably won't see uh, as much of the CW20s on Osmosis, maybe, because they'll be focused on Juno Swap, because that's their native 
Uh, and I don't think they can do CW20 until they have permission to pause and water. Well, Sonny said that they'll show up, but I don't know much more than that. I think he said that, yeah, the enabling CW20s didn't need Cosmwasm. It was just took a little more uh, integration that they were going to be able to have done. Uh, but I think it's just the fact that it's just going to happen to be that Cosmwasm and CW20 uh, integration land around the same time. Yeah. I think going back to your point about uh swap being uh osmosis i feel like that's obviously a little optimistic but it's not outside of the question i think osmosis gets a little bit of bonus to its value just because it's a sovereign l1 with its own independent community and stuff like it gets a little bit of a kicker for that reason it's, it's much more sovereign than raw one thing i've been wondering with these ibc exchanges if it will allow for aggregators because you you have to send the token through ibc to the exchange from your wallet i wonder if that can be done through an aggregator i know that tendermint is working um so i know everyone knows that emeris was kind of a flop but um emeris v2 or non-beta whatever you want to call it is going to have a dex aggregator built into it along with an airdrop tracker and a couple other cool features so wemerous wemerous again <laughs> yeah and i think there's there's a team uh working on something but not similar to this on juno like a yield aggregator like you can be auto staking and all that so i think lumeris or something the call so that should be interesting in the interview with sunny and ethan the other day on the uh, osmosis weekly updates he said that they did some like calculations if you compound your junior rewards i think this is for most rewards but every day it actually doubles the amount of rewards you get if you just did it like not by not doing anything so like I hope everybody's compounding more often than not because it's definitely worth it. Yeah, I think if you want to check the math, you can do you can look up an APR to APY calculator, and then set your own compound schedule of one, and then set it at one day, and you'll get a pretty good idea of what the difference is. And it's pretty substantial; it's like almost double. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I know. Like I know. Uh, I know website. I know website. I can send you to Tricky. You can link it. I don't know if anyone wanna wanna check. What's the website for, mate? Sorry, I didn't follow. To check the compounding, like the whole thing that Joe ah, was yes. saying. Okay. To, yeah, to switch like from to switch from APR to APY. Sure. Yeah. Sure. This one you don't even have to switch. Um, you just calculate the whole thing for the APR. Like, if you wanna do the compounding every hour, every day, or something, or something like that. Yeah, I just meant that a- APY is the term for a interest rate that is compounded right yeah 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 that was so the chart case, that, that on um, you to compound it yourself i was saying that that was the um the chart that that financial advisor showed me a long time ago and i was like when i saw juno's tokenomic schedule like joe said like it was like oh my god like do they know what they're doing <laughs> it's just crazy i mean it's so really crazy. day one it's built to join in the first couple years. Like it's really heavily favored towards early adopters that are believing in it before it's really a thing. 
And then so by the time that it actually is a thing and it's successful, a lot of the returns have been sucked out. But also everybody right now that is staking Juno is really like taking a shot. It's like very much venture capital, like high risk, high return shit. And to this point, it's mostly just been high return. <laughs> yeah. I remember filling my bags at $9. High return. Good stuff. Yeah, I bought it like I bought it like everywhere, like first day, and then it went all the way up to 12, and then came back down to like 8, and then went all the way up to where it is now. Mm. Yeah, delivering what Cardano has been promising, but not delivering for years. <laughs> I can't Sorry, find Danny, someone to explain Cardano. to me. Yeah, I can't. I can't find anyone to explain to me like what is actually going to go on with Cardano. Like, why is it so hype? They're, I just... Honestly, I, for my opinion, I think they're fucked because they have. A... <laughs> How do you because... refill them? <laughs> they have a UTXO model, so they have like yeah. the same sort of account system as Bitcoin, but they're also trying to do like smart contracting, which. If you understand how that works, like, you know, it's just that that doesn't work. Like, that's why yeah. nobody else that does these systems does a UTXO model. UTXO really only works for a money. It doesn't work for a smart contract or compute layer. So unless they do a full redesign, like they're never going to get more than one transaction per second for their whole network out of DEX. So they're, shit. they're trying to shoehorn Bitcoin into Ethereum. Pretty much, yeah. I think they, I think they started building this so early that they said, "Hey, everyone else is just forking Bitcoin. Like, why don't we make a different fork of Bitcoin and use a lot of the same assumptions?" But they didn't. I, I don't know if they didn't realize or what. But that is not how you build a smart contracting system, and that's why they're the only ones that have a UTXO model while trying or while saying that they are a smart contracting platform. So they're still trading on essentially we have an ETH founder on our team. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, they, basically. I mean, I say this Charles, to people all Charles, the time. And then Gavin is poked up. Is that correct? Yeah. I say this all the time, but it's actually shocking how much of a market cap boost you get just for having a proper Jesus figure for your chain. Like <laughs> it could, it literally throws you to a billion dollar market cap for having the right Jesus guy. Like it's crazy. Where Polka like dot. Cosmos, we're everyone... planning on getting around to what Cosmos have been doing for the last five years. Soon, stay yeah. tuned. Yeah, it's like everyone's like, "Oh, there, Cosmos has no CEO." Like, "Oh, Barrett." It's like, ah, uh, whatever. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because once you end up having a Danny in your in your ecosystem, see what happens to Wonderland. That's the point of failure. Not the same 100%. exact thing here. So. There's a funny saying that I love. It's called the uh, the bus factor of your chain. And it is how many people have to be run over by a bus for your chain to lose half its market cap. And <laughs> Grim. And I'd say Cosmos is sitting strong at about 30. Like we'd have to have a mass bus apocalypse around the entire globe where, um, I don't know, it's just one of the things that it makes Cosmos special and makes me more bullish on the ecosystem. Yeah, man, it's true decentralization. I'm going to raise something a little bit controversial, potentially, and I don't have a huge amount of evidence to back it up, except a number of sort of my own due diligence investigations into things. But there is a persistent and, 
ongoing rumor in circles in which I move that the secret is potentially a bad actor based on Enigma, based on some pretty sketchy venture capitalism. I've never raised it beyond the occasional comment, and then I've learned to retreat from those, and I don't want to upset anybody in this space. But I'm just curious because i a little, little bit concerned that the person who brought my attention to it, or brought it to my attention rather, turned out herself not to be the most flash actor in any space in real life or digital. Um, I can help elaborate on that. I guess I'm, I, I'm, I'm concerned that I'm, my, my vision on that is colored poorly, and I don't want to offend anybody or cause any rift or anything like that. I just, I'd love a little bit of clarity about, you know, are there any concerns around Secret's venture capital background in terms of 0.72 and Susquehanna hedge funds? So I can probably help elaborate on it. I think there were some issues in the early days of Secret Network, which was called Enigma Network at the time. And there were definitely issues around the ICO. There was some SEC issues. They were like in a lawsuit with the SEC. They had like a really goofy like bridging mechanism to turn your Enigma coins into Secret. There was like additional coins created that like, Everyone was like, what the fuck? But at this point, I think those are mostly in the rearview mirror and have been priced into Secrets market cap. So I think overall, I wouldn't worry about it. Um, I, I, I think there were legitimate issues at one point in time, and a lot of them have been sorted out and are in the rearview mirror. But it's always important to keep all risks on the table when you're making investment decisions. So. The general agreement in, in the GME community is that Solana is essentially a hedge fund blockchain designed to fuck retail and extract as much possible value as it can and to detract from the rise of Ethereum because it's a true decentralized network and they don't want that. But that's a bit tinfoil hat probably for some people here, so I might just park it. But I appreciate your explanation. Thank you. Yeah, I'd, I'd say... It's tinfoil hat in the in some senses, but in other senses, it's just incentives, and we all run on incentives. Like that's what drives the world. So yeah. if if they can engineer a system where at all times they know who holds ninety percent of the coins, and they Joe got rugged. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, so her Solana knew he was talking about him. <laughs> yeah, Kenny G. <laughs> the Solana ninjas went in there. They got him. <laughs> I just had a sudden vision of the like presidents of the United States peaches video, like all these ninjas coming out of nowhere, just dragging him away. But I'm oh, yeah. so never mind. Yeah, I could hear the uh, bubbling in the background in the lighter, letter flick. That's right. This isn't being recorded, right? Oh, shit, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you no are screwed. No, we're just joking. Guilty of making a fuck ton of money and being part of an awesome community. Hey, there we go. Hell yeah. So fellas, I'm going to head off of here. My time. Yeah, I'm going to go too. 
but it's been a pleasure chatting with you guys. Everyone that has showed up, you are in great hands. We appreciate you being here. I appreciate you being here. There's always Alpha being dropped here. Tricky's an amazing host. Everyone else that is speaking, Giga Brain, listen, follow to each other, follow each other. Network. This is why we are here. Thank you, 100%. bro. Yes, I appreciate you being here, man. Of course, always. I'll catch y'all. Good night, all. Ciao. Take it easy. What are you boys up to? What's up, Gaines? How was work? It was good, man. It was good. I was listening to you guys since the beginning. Oh, hell yeah. Trying to, at least, but you know. Multitasking. What do you guys think the Super Bowl commercial would look like? Like, what exactly would... Would it just be Coney Daddy talking in a, a hot tub? Like, would that be good enough? Or Wait, we're going to have a... Cosmo's going to have a, a Super Bowl thing? Uh, maybe. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We got to we gotta get Coney's no. uh, input on that. No way, bro. No way. No, it's not a real thing. But it would be cool. It's like dope. Well, I'm kind of jelly right now from you guys. I got the net a drop. I'm looking at the price. I'm like, damn, man. Yeah, like one thing that I love about like the the net drop, like anybody could get that drop, like the whole thing. You didn't have to have like a lot of money. All you had to do is have having like twenty five Juno, which back then wasn't that much. It was like maybe it was about two hundred and fifty bucks, right? Yeah. So all you had to do is take two hundred two fifty bucks, and you could get at least one now, like with the price, more than eighteen k. <laughs> Oh, and you never know that thing might go all the way to 10k so it's gonna like it's gonna be remembering this story I'm telling you guys <laughs> as the as the best air drop ever I don't know <laughs> ew I mean stars is up to 70 cents yeah 70 yeah. cents I don't know. Do you think it's going to go like I said? Oh, I'm sorry, Tricky. No, you're good. Go. Um, do you think it's going to go down again when the other 40% is unlocked? Like, probably, yeah, right? I think there will be some dumpers, but I think one of the reasons why the price is able to rebound so much is because the way they did the airdrop, the whales didn't necessarily get fat bags, and the whales that want their stars, they buy it up when they see that it's cheap. So it's really cool. I think that's kind of a good way to do some airdrops if you want to keep your price up because there's always going to be people that dump, but, you know, it's keeping that buy pressure on it. You know, uh, my, my phone died mid-talk mid, mid talk last time. Oh, <laughs> You're good. We thought the Solana billionaires got you. The Solana ninjas. Hey, Joe, actually, there is one thing about Juno I wanted to ask you about as far as, like, how you say, like, keep all risks on the table, right? Well, so like, what do you think about the 50 wallets with 50,000 Adam that got the Juno drop and then like consolidated it and then even voted on prop four to abstain, like, which was pretty wild to me. But, um, what, what do you think about all that? Well, I mean, first of all, these people had 50 wallets with 50,000 Adam in it. So like, obviously they're huge players and they haven't dumped yet. Um, I don't... I mean, when you look at the tokenomics of something like Solana or like many of these other top-layer ones, like 
such a massive chunk is owned by either the dev team or early venture capital or whatever. So I don't really think this is any different than other projects, really. I think it's actually a relatively small risk in the grand scheme of things. But like you said, you got to you got to consider everything. I think it was more of a risk early on because if they would have dumped, they could have just demolished the price. But obviously they were bullish on Juno. So um, it's not a non-risk, but I don't I don't put it high on like something I'm like worried about or anything. And I mean, the fact that they had so much Adam means like they they did have skin in the game. Like they may have like somewhat. And from what I what I was understanding is each one of those wallets was actually for a different customer and they were just custodying funds for a shitload of people. So like, um, I don't know. It's 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 kind of whatever. I'm I'm glad that they didn't get their coins taken away. Honestly, I think that would have been a very bad precedent to set. Yeah, I agree. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I voted no to you know, not kill the well because I mean, like you said, it, it's we don't know what's actually the case, like a hundred percent. Um, but I was really, I guess, um. I guess encouraged to to invest more in Juno by the fact that they staked it and were like restaking, you know, like they were, I guess, um, just participating in the network and even abstained on four, which I thought was pretty crazy. Like, yeah, and the fact that they are distributing their stake among many different validators who all take a commission, so it's kind of spreading that wealth around, like. They are, they are acting as good actors within the network. So that's about all you can ask for. And the fact that they were a whale that happened to control so much Adam and were smart enough or lucky enough or had the right business structure to separate all the wallets, like it just kind of is what it is. Like they're they're our Moby Dick whale, the network, and that's that's okay. That's just crazy how much uh, how much that is. That's just nuts. <laughs> the concept. I just yeah. I can't wrap my head around it. Like I think you do was, the math on that and how much I think money it was like they're twenty million at the time of the drop, right? Yeah, I mean what I mean, God, how much do they have now? It's it's a crazy number, but um the fact that they're they've been hodling, like good for them. <laughs> like that's fucking awesome. Yeah. I just when I looked at the staking rewards, I mean it's kind of like how my Wawa wallet looks right now. So I was kind of like, <laughs> wow, you know, maybe, maybe Wawa comes up to $17 and I'm, I'm the new whale. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, I mean like when you got that 1 million drop with Wawa, it just kind of like, I don't know. Um, Cause yeah, I looked at my Wawa wallet on mint scan and I was like, this looks exactly like when I was looking at the whale and I got kind of like deja vu because of the amount of coins. It was like 2.6 million. Right or something like that and i was like man like i don't know if i'll be that lucky but man that's crazy i just i couldn't imagine getting that many it was like something like thirty-two thousand um juno for the week in staking rewards so i'm just like and then they had taken that like sixteen thousand of them and restaked them and then sixteen thousand, and i'm sure they sold it for a a nice new car or something you know dude speaking of wow that shit made me laugh so hard like i I uh, got that airdrop and staked them on the like first day. And I swear I like pressed stake and I'm like, did it work? 
and I refreshed the screen and there was already like 10,000 yes. Huawa in the thing, like just between the time when I like press stake and refresh, I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck is this thing? Yeah, the coins were just falling on the ground at that point. It was nuts. Yeah, for anybody that's new to the cosmos in here, if you can stake on the first day a network is live, like get aggressive about it and make it happen because it pays off tenfold. Did you start staking your NAMIC yet? I did, yeah. I, while we were on the call earlier, I did it. And, um, they don't have inflation live yet, but what I've heard is um, that the reward should be pretty juicy tomorrow. Something's wrong with the website, though. It's it's acting kind of funny. I staked with Golden Staking and for, for Bowl. For Bowl, okay. I hit up Mercury. You got to support the small guys. Really Golden Ratio has good memes. Yeah, I just finished doing all my delegating. I did a um, couple, Cyphercore, Mercury, Rhino, Validating Chaos, Lavender 5, Golden Ratio. Yeah, Golden Ratio is a really good community member. I, I love what he brings. I love his uh, tweets he's been doing recently. Uh, whenever he buys an atom, he'll do like the the Michael Saylor thing <laughs> gold to tick ratios acquired blah 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 Adam at an average price of whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a golden ratio fund has required has acquired yeah. twenty two Adam at an average price of twenty four dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I love it. The other one I liked was um I think it was Megan. Um she was like Whale alert! Somebody moved an ion. You know what I mean? It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an interesting topic for you guys. Did you did you all hear about the uh, Arizona legal tender thing going on right now? Yeah, yeah I'm waiting like, for. Wait, that's yeah. Okay, that's push. fucking huge, man. Like, if they can, I heard I saw in the provision that they cannot tax any crypto related transactions because they're pretty much like currency and if that happens dude <laughs> oh my god like people are gonna I'm flow into uh, texas is doing the same thing dude well, game theory they, they game haven't theory, they haven't theory. introduced it but the one of the candidates for one of the offices is saying that if he gets in he'll do it and i think there's two candidates at this point that are saying the same thing so the governor we'll a potential governor i think um, yeah, we'll see but if yeah, we can dude, get this out of that. People have been talking about this for so long, but now it's just starting to play out in real time, and it's just kind of surreal to watch. Like, um, I mean, at the end of the day, people are going to be these nation states and these um, monopolies on violence around the world are going to be fighting for the Bitcoiners. Like, they want our capital. They want our brains. They want our businesses. They want our staking return tax. And, <laughs> like... Um, yeah, game theory is going to get fun over the coming years. Yeah. If crypto don't get dark, it's over <laughs> in the U.S. I don't know. Do you think that they'll be okay with it not being taxed? Do people are going to be actually spending money now? And they'll get taxed. I don't know, man. If crypto don't, don't get taxed, ways. you know what's going to happen? You know how high that thing going to go? <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly think the game theory plays out that america's gonna end up embracing crypto like we're kind of in the gray area right now but it's starting to lean more towards that direction every day of 
like it just doesn't make sense to not embrace it and not build a structure to tax it but not like overtax it some um they want their money that's for sure i think it's gonna well i mean the the executive order i think is gonna give us direction one way or the other that's coming out like this month i think it'll be bullish crypto honestly and i think it it revolves around russia starting to make an official crypto strategy um china's coming out with their cbdc soon like America needs to act now, and I I think that's what we're seeing. True, but I think they are passing a law to like be on the scene that give the Secretary of State much more power. So I don't know about that. <laughs> so just gonna kind of wait and see. I mean, the game theory says that it only makes sense to ban it if there's a global like global cohesion on that idea because all it takes is one dissenter and one person to say you know what we're not going to ban it we're going to embrace it and then it flips the game theory on its head so that's why russia i think it was a week ago said hey we're going to ban crypto and then a couple days later they say actually we're going to have an official like russian bitcoin mining plan and that's what made America react and have to make their move. So it's like chess. I just see like this is geopolitical chess being played. Yeah, what Zachy said about uh, the Luna chess game going on was wild, man. Wild. Luna's, Luna's insane, man. Like that is some like central bank Chinese like, no-no. gangsters. Holy. <laughs> yeah, I, I hey, like gu- hey, guys. What up, board eight? What's up, man? <laughs> I'm a counterfeit board ape. Oh, you're a uh, fucking copy paste ape. I like yeah. the right quick shaver. Well, hey, I just want to chime in, man. I've been been listening in, but I'm uh I'm at work working night, and I love this conversation. What you guys are talking about as far as Arizona, like, oh man, it's it's just a proposal right now, right? It's just a couple of the the, the state senators have put the proposal in for legal tender. Yeah, nothing officially yet. Okay, okay, cool. But man, I love this conversation. Hey, Joe, real quick, um, you're like original, original, like Cosmos, right? Like you've been around since the beginning. Uh, I wouldn't say OG, OG. I'm like, um, I'm like a 2019 kind of guy. Okay, okay. Well, I, I think I, I um, I remember just you were involved with a lot of the early proposals. You were talking about that earlier. Or, or some of the mid 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 proposals oh yeah i mean i've been a part of a lot of important proposals like mm-hmm. i i fixed the inflation on cosmos hub there was two different inflation proposals that i wrote and did the mm-hmm. whole thing mm-hmm. um i the marketing the cosmos marketing dow i kind of ran that mm-hmm. i work for tendermint now like um I've, I've become a bigger part of the ecosystem over the last like year and a half okay because i i remember seeing your name and, and i just um on some of the early, when, when I first got in, uh, when I just first started uh, reading the proposals um, way back in early 2020. So, well, cool, man. Like, so, so good just to get, get your insight because I think, I think it's hard for a lot of people who are just now getting in. I mean, I've been, I've been involved for like a year, but like, it's just, it's good to hear that insight from, you know, a little further back. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, for sure. Like Cosmos has evolved a lot over the last um, two years. And I mean, even like about two years ago, right before the marketing DAO was put into place, like Cosmos was kind of a ghost town and it kind of felt like we had to act now or this thing could die. Mm -hmm. And now I couldn't I couldn't feel any farther from that. Like this thing, Mm -hmm. I don't I don't think Cosmos can die at this point. It's it's past that point. And it's because of everybody here um just participating and just um yeah i don't know it's it's just growing so much yeah it it really feels like they're getting their traction the energy is alive right now it's it's nuts yeah so so you are with the tendermint team joe yeah i've been working for tendermint for about um about six seven eight months something like that time flies but okay um, And, and they're dedicated specifically just to the cosmos hub that's is that their no i think that's kind of a misconception they okay um so they do a lot of different stuff like i i'm i'm helping run their venture capital side so i get to see like a bunch of early cosmos pitches like the other day i was in here um telling everybody about a new liquid staking protocol like a staking derivatives protocol that i um listened to a pitch for the other day um yeah, I don't think they are necessarily the Cosmos Hub. Um, they they don't just work on Cosmos Hub, but at the same time, at their core, is the vision that whatever we do, we want to help the wider Cosmos ecosystem. Like nothing that Tendermint does doesn't have a bigger implication for the wider Cosmos. Like take for example, um, Starport, which is a blockchain to help other projects launch blockchains so that this is it's almost fully from the point of view that we want to expand the wider cosmos um and you just see that same kind of ethos through a lot of the things that we do so but with that said we have very much skin in the game for cosmos hub and we want to see cosmos hub succeed Cool, man. Thanks for breaking that down. I think I think it's like, you know, one of the things that's it's hard for newer people that are just I mean, like I said, I've been I've been following for over a year now, but still just um, people trying to wrap their brain around all the moving parts, you know, because it's like Zachy was saying, I think a couple nights ago, it's like it's big and it's infinite and it can it can grow and grow and grow. And I also think it's hard because it doesn't look like any of the other ecosystems like avalanche solana all of these things mm-hmm. have a single central dev shop that mm-hmm. got the pre-mine they have a like vocal founder that acts as the jesus figure like mm-hmm. this is where cosmos is totally different there's 20 different organ i mean you could probably widen that out if you consider all the chains there's there's probably 30 to 50 different organizations around the world that all have their goal on helping the adoption of Cosmos. And that can be with something like a Kosh that is focused on just bringing cloud compute to the Cosmos and to mm-hmm. the wider, just decentralizing that. Or there's people like ICF that are focusing on funding grants and just stuff to build out the wider Cosmos ecosystem. Um so yeah, it's very much different than all the other ecosystems, and that's why it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around. Around, and it's not as easy. There's not as simple of a narrative to pitch, but 
but that doesn't mean it's not more powerful. I, I think it's more powerful, but just harder to wrap your arms around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, you know, it's Ethereum. It's it's you know it's that's that's obvious. You know, they have the Vitalik is the the head figure, and you know they have they have you know, their upgrades and what they're doing, trying to get over the Ethereum 2.0 and Solana and Avalanche and all that. But it's, it's like you're saying, it's, um, I think that's what makes Cosmos unique. And, it, and it, I think exactly what's saying it too. It's, it's like, it's what gives us, gives the, the ecosystem its advantage. It's truly decentralized. But. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I kind of think we're in that, we're kind of in the area where back in the day, there was actually people that thought IBM would run a single computer that everybody <laughs> else would VPN into. So it was more like a mainframe that everybody else would uh, leverage for their compute. And I think we're in the transitionary period where everyone's realizing, oh shit, we actually can't do everything on mainframe and we need to have personal computing. But the way that Ethan phrases it, is that this new phrase is actually called the community the community computer so each individual community can have their own computer so there can be thousands of these around the world instead of just a single mainframe called Solana that we all VPN into to use mhm mm-hmm. cool well hey man thanks a lot i'm going to go back to listen mode uh, i'm i'm at work so I uh, really enjoyed the conversation, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for joining us, dude. Hey, Gaines, did you get the Nomic figured out? Yeah, I was looking at the testnet tokens, man. I had a lot more Nomic. <laughs> I was like fucking just so excited and pumped at work. I'm like, oh, you better check your wallets, guys. I'm dead serious. Like, you got a really, really nice airdrop. Get home. I check my wallet again. I'm like, whoa, what the heck? It just matters what the supply is. So, yep, your per- percentage of the supply you own, not how many tokens you own. I'm still checking my uh, Juno address like every five minutes, just in case I did get an airdrop for Netta. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Like just if someone, <laughs> something in the code changes or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the code changed. <laughs> Devs do something. And- <laughs> In the end, I'm just super excited for Stargaze to fucking just launch the marketplace. That's one thing I've been hoping for to just hurry up and launch already. I just want to just want to see what it's going to look like. There are a lot of projects waiting on that, waiting to mint. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, Joe, or anyone else, uh, do you have any opinions on the Key Foundation? I don't really have strong opinions. I participated in the ICO, so I got in at a pretty good price. I think I sold it for Juno a couple of weeks back. Um, you know, I I think it's a bit of a different play than a lot of these other crypto projects. I see it more as a um, as a relationships play. Like they're building relationships with regulators within the european union and there's some really massive pools of capital that actually can't touch any sort of financial application that does not have kyc aml built into it 
So even if these funds in Europe wanted to degen into an Osmo LP pool, they couldn't. So the key is to build a fenced off area that has regulatory approval, has KYC AML, but can still interact with these uh, DeFi protocols. So I see that as the as the play that Key Foundation is going for. They have a couple different things where like, if you buy a certain amount of coins and stake them, then you can get like a special credit card that has like mile points and shit. It's kind of like a boomer thing. I don't know. Um, I don't think that's where the real value is driven. I think if Key Foundation really succeeds, they are going to unlock those pools of capital that cannot touch DeFi and let them touch DeFi and scrape a little bit of that profit. If they can do that and they can bring in a couple billion dollars of European wealth um then it'll be a win and a couple billion dollars ain't shit and everybody in the european union has negative interest rates so even something like a five percent yield is astronomical over there so the um yeah i guess that's that's my two cents okay guys i got a question for you i heard something about this sommelier airdrop or whatever and some people are saying that it's just in your osmosis account but i'm going to osmosis and i don't my sommelier says zero does anybody know what's going on there yeah that one was weird it was only a snapshot for osmosis lpers i don't know when the snapshot was though dude i've had a shitload in osmosis lps for a long long time um, <laughs> and I've I've heard of people that said that it showed up in their account, but I don't I don't see shit. Yeah, they my, do yeah. have they do have a claiming site, so you might be able to check that out too. Okay, I'll check it out now. Thanks. I got a small amount in my assets uh, page now that Somlier shows up. Bitsong was one that automatically showed up, but it showed up to my Adam address. Yeah, that one showed up to Adam, Juno, and uh, Osmosis accounts. If you met qualifications for each each chain, looks like Somalier is already dumping a little bit. Of course, people notice they got got the airdrop and had free money and dropping that for Neta or something. But it's just crazy, like stars. Like it was like what less than ten cents. It was like seven, eight cents. You know, when it first started out. So if you can get in on these at the beginning, you know, you can, you know, at least make a two X, if not more on most of these uh, projects. Dude, thanks to stars. That's what got me hooked into like really paying attention to all the airdrops. Those are my favorite airdrop I got. I was going to ask if you got it. That's awesome. They definitely suck you in once you see that there's free money, but then you realize, then you learn that it's responsibility and it's like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like now you got to pay attention to everything and Ed. your whole life has changed. <laughs> yeah. They were, God, man. they were really smart about making their airdrop very minnow friendly. Like it was for me, it was like pittance compared to what I'm used to for these airdrops. But for like my homie that just started cosmos a couple of weeks ago, he like shit himself when he saw his airdrop. So I think exactly. that it's really cool what that they did it in that sense. Like, the whales don't need that much more money. I'd rather have it. I'd rather have the minnows fall in love with Cosmos because they just got 
thousand dollars airdrop to them when their whole pro portfolio was 500 bucks like that's awesome yeah, You're right really dope and i think too that helps keep the prop the price up because you know all the whales like they have to go buy the stars on the open market you know no matter who's dumping it's not very much that's being dumped <clears throat> and then you just have people get, keep scooping it up because it's such an awesome project and they love it and they got hooked on it from the airdrop so have you, have you guys all seen the uh stargaze punks i hope everybody's seen it Dude, I was going to ask you a question about that, if you know more. Um, is there a way to get one custom made? If uh, enough people tag you at Stargaze Punks, they'll make you a custom one for the, the legends, they say. I tried joining the Discord server, and um, every time they asked me to verify my phone number, I would get a, a code, right? But there would be nowhere to put the damn code in to enter the server. I don't know what's up with that. They ask you to enter in for your phone number or phone a code a <clears throat> code from your phone. Yeah, yeah, to verify my phone number. I just posted one up here, uh, at the top in that tweet. You can find a link to the the Discord. I promise it's a friendly friendly link. What up, Crypto Maddie? Good to see you up here. You got a question? No, I honestly just want to share the excitement. Oh, dope. Yeah, I've been I've been staking my atom since spring of 2019 and i actually didn't realize that our what was the uh stargate ibc wouldn't launch until february so i missed out on solana i had some friends that got into yiffy early so i really missed a lot of waves and i've i've been in it since i mean not as long as some of you guys but early 2017 so borderline legacy trader and um this is my come up because I just, this ecosystem, I fully bought into it. And I mean, if you compare Kepler wallet to MetaMask and the user experience compared to just Ethereum right now, I think we're holding freaking gold, guys. We're holding freaking gold. Oh my God, bro. You were making me so bullish. Oh my God. I mean, it's just like, we are. people don't dabble no, with I user interfaces like that, you know? I don't, think, I don't think we're ready for what's coming, bro. I don't think we're I fucking... Think cosmos is the network of the future of crypto that's my opinion you saw what vitalik said in his his vision for the potential ways that ethereum is end game is the end game pretty much implied that what cosmos is now is ethereum's end game and in my opinion juno is what ethereum it in its wet dream is what it, it is so Stack those fucking Juno before uh, .e figures out that um, that's the truth. Juno's the truth. Yeah, it's crazy um, trying to define, you know, what Natick, Natick can be. You know, I, I see a lot of people comparing it to Ion, but I don't know if you guys saw the, the paper, the 23-page paper on what we'll be able to do with our Nata. We'll be able to farm NTT, then NDT mainly, which is the Nada DAO token. It, I smell something like Yiffy more than I smell an Ion. It, you know, this raw kind of has a little sushi spin to it. I think we're going to farm so many freaking NTT, NDT, potentially raw with our Nada shit. It doesn't make sense to sell one. We could, per Nada, we could farm way more than their value right now. In my opinion. Dude, you're making me way too bullish. I'm like gonna go sell my car or some shit. 
Bro, you got into um to Adam how long ago? In 2019, spring of 2019. And did you claim any airdrops during like you know? Osmosis no. and stuff. Yeah. No, my first airdrop was osmosis. So I I, uh, I might have answered too soon, but no, my first airdrop was osmosis, and that was obviously during a very bearish time. Um, Bitcoin was in that low 30s. After that big crash, I mean, we got that in late June. May was that just horrible crash, and then boom, here we are. So it's just crazy how we get these drops at amazing times. Yeah. They're also following the lunar calendar, too. This is the, the lunar new year. Chinese New Year. Everybody <laughs> says it's always bearish, but um, I don't know. Adam's looking pretty good today. I'm, I'm pretty stoked on um, Adam. It's not, there's a funny thing where if Adam ever goes down for seven days in a row, buy that motherfucker right then. Hell yeah. Because it's happened like four different times. Yeah, people underestimate has... the power of use case. Yeah, if if, if Adam ever has pressure. seven straight daily like, you know, I don't care what the staking rewards are. You know how many people are about to be buying it in every, every, any given hour just to get involved in some of these incentives that go live on Juno Swap? And this is just V1. Wait till V2. Oh, man. I know. I know we're holding gold. Hey, That's why I'm I hoping my NATO, honestly, I swear to God, I hope my NATO falls to five, or I hope NATO falls to five hundred, so my mom can get some, so my dad can get some, so my cousins can get some. I know where it's going. Have you guys seen the chart that they put in um, the Discord? Oh yeah, we're all, we're all buying houses with these <laughs> houses and eventually planets. Right with the market cap of Juno, Nate is like twenty one thousand dollars. Easy, easily twenty one k. Easy, bro. And what? Just, Juno came out October first. And it's only going to make Juno more expensive, bro. It's only going to give more value to Juno. Mind blowing. I used to look at charts that were like six months, a couple years old, and be like, "Oh yeah, this might this might moon." We're day one, boys. I just bought my first Netta right now and uh is it uh i'm not seeing it in the kepler wallet oh so you haven't um, participated in all the airdrops i've got other airdrops i just missed out on the snetta one. Oh, uh, because you um your juno you just didn't stake it there were so many people that probably lp'd it or what have you yeah i had just missed the juno airdrop because i staked my adam after february so then i was late to the Juno staking, and then I disqualified for the Netta airdrop. So it was kind of like a waterfall of uh, not getting those. But. I don't think it's going to show up in your Kepler, but if you go to the Juno swap um, application itself, you will see that you um, have Netta in there. You can also go onto Mint Scan and paste your Juno address and look at your your balance, and it'll show you all the coins that you're holding in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And also, you could swap. add uh, you could add it to to Kepler. Go go in uh, go into Nera uh, Twitter. You're gonna see the contract address, and go back to Kepler and add the token, and you could add uh, Nera like that. So you open that your thread. Nera, you have. You, Is that you where you add the contract address? Yeah, the contract address. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, on day one, I'm just a little skeptical to put anything into my wallet. <laughs> Yeah, this thing's creeping back up to 50, it's getting close to 50 Juno per Netta, and I think it's a steal at that price. It fell below 50? 
No, it's not there yet. It's like at about 70 or something. But I'd, I'd say anything under under 100 Juno is a good deal, in my in my opinion. Absolutely. I mean, if you can get it at around 50 or below, you got to start averaging in aggressively there yeah. every day. You know, someone said it was at 500 right now. I just got a message. Someone said it hit 500. Hit the heck out of here. No, yeah, no way. They, like, I went to go look, and right now it's at uh, 1,100, but somebody said it 500. Yeah, it did down for a second, I think. I think somebody yeah, I saw it dumped all 16 they got. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine if you're someone that's never really had very much money and you just staked 25 Juno and voted on that shit, and now you have, like, a shitload of money sitting there. It's probably pretty tempting, but in about a year or so, they're going to look back and think they're dipshits for doing it but you know teach their own it gives oh, someone a good opportunity to buy yeah. i was just looking at the at the yiffy chart from summer 2020 and in that july july 20th Yiffy was trading at like seven eight hundred and by august 30th trading at 30 something g's this Boom. is gonna go parabolic yeah uh, joe dirty uh joe dirty uh i have a question for you bro yeah what up dog so um the thing is with Adam, man, like, what do you think? Do you think we'll get incentives, like Adam incentives for osmosis and uh, Juno swap? I know that they have, like, something going on. They're trying to work on something. But do you think that'll ever happen? So I was actually um, working on that with Wickx. And we kind of came to the conclusion that we can do something cooler than just doing a traditional um, just external incentives, kind of like osmosis model. What our idea what our idea evolved into was creating a long-term liquidity DAO for Adam. And the vision is that we have a couple main pairs. So let's say Adam Osmo, Adam Juno, and Adam Evimos. So what we would do is we would create a DAO owned by Adam that sets aside X amount from the community pool and LPs Adam Osmo inside of Osmosis, and then let's say Adam Juno inside of um, the Juno swap. So it's kind of like a long-term liquidity DAO that is owned by Adam. So it kind of gives you like a bit of like an index fund, just a tiny bit of an index fund vibe to Adam. So when you buy Adam, you're actually getting exposure to Osmo, Juno, and Raw, and Evimos as well, all by just buying Adam. And then, so that way, it's not as much about giving the money away as like creating long-term value for Adam holders and becoming more incentive aligned with Osmo, Juno, and Evimos as some of the most promising projects that have given a bunch of the supply to Adam holders. But wow. this, this stuff can't quite, it's not ready yet just because the DAO tooling is not, it's not there yet on Atom. But in the next three to six months, there's going to be a couple upgrades, including group modules. We just got AuthZ. There's just a couple things that once we get it, we can start doing some really cool stuff about um, uh, aligning incentives between these, these uh, protocols. Which is that, like, in return, make Cos like Adam the base layer money of Cosmos. Like, wouldn't you say that? Like, you know, isn't that the goal that we want, man? Like, exactly. Yeah, that's the goal. We want to make Adam one of the key monies slash collaterals of the Cosmos. 
We want Adam to be more incentive aligned with Osmosis, and we want Adam to be incentive aligned with Juno and Evimos. So this is kind of like a play to hopefully get all of those boxes checked with one move. Beautiful. That's so beautiful, man. I, I love Adam. That's why I hold Adam. And that right there makes me so wet. <laughs> no, for real though. Like, come on, like Adam deserves way more credit, you know, but yeah, dude, there's Adam gets a lot of shit talk to it. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of mega brains in the background that have some very strong incentives to see Adam succeed. Some Alameda, and, UC Berkeley ties. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how well this is known, but um, I don't know. This is a little bit of free alpha for you guys. Um, Alameda was looking at buying a metric fuckload of Adams and LPing them inside of Osmosis. Um, no, Alameda? Alameda, like S, uh, F, what is it, FTX, Sam Bankman-Free. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he was looking at doing a big loan, uh, pretty much um, taking a loan from Tendermint for their atoms. They'll LP it in osmosis, and Tendermint would like earn the yield on the loan and get their atoms back. So... I mean, this is probably like, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but whatever. Um, so there's there's big dogs in the background that are interested in Adam. So I don't, people that think that Adam's a dead chain and it doesn't have builders, it doesn't have like a Jesus figure, it doesn't have a leader. Like they just don't really know what they're talking about, honestly. There's a lot of people that are very smart that want to see this thing succeed. Let them, bro. Let them. Let them fucking miss out. Who cares, man? Oh, let dude, I... I yeah. buy the fucking dip. I don't even have any fiat. And when the when it like I just bought more the other day. I like <laughs> it's ridiculous. I have no. I would I jump no in front fiat. of a bullet for Sunny Agarwal. Damn, that's love. Ready? Yeah, I mean, if they say that's something about this ecosystem, they haven't used it. I've been selling a lot of my other coins I used to hold since 2018 for more Adam. Sold my dot. Um, yeah, I just there's no way I, I, I can't just keep accumulating more Adam. Not after being a part of these spaces, man. Like, I, I mean, I've seen spaces for other things and nobody, no one else is this freaking excited to be on a call for like five plus hours a freaking night, dude. Like, what the hell? I don't see this anywhere else. I just do not. Like, if you can, if you can, like, I don't know. I, I don't see it anywhere else, but like maybe Ethereum back in 2017 when people were just so excited about the growth we were about to see oh, yeah. like i think we're off like we're all well off man like Ooh. well well off <laughs> yeah. no, like i dude i keep telling people you guys have no idea what's in store you have no it's just gonna get crazy here in the ipc gang so many so many things are coming definitely yep and then you and have you know main developers that are like jumping into the space and excited that we're getting excited. Like, damn, that makes me so bullish for this whole thing, man. Like we're all like, and I'm, I wonder if they went back today and said, Hey, we were a part of a space this, this weekend and we went off for all that. You know what I mean? Maybe they told people about it. And like, I don't know, like that just makes me really excited, man. Like to see this thing grow and grow and grow. Damn. That's nuts. Zucky was saying this the other night, but he was saying like, Hey, like, I love you guys for doing this. And I feel the same way. Like, yeah. I, just, I just love that um, this is happening and Cosmos feels like it's getting more of a grassroots community and people that are engaged and passionate and 
they have no connection to any of the no, like Tenderman or any of these people. They're just they're just people out in the world that find it useful. They love the ethos, and um, it's just beautiful to see, man. I love it. A part of something super special here, and uh, yeah, I, I hope it lasts for as long as um, as long as uh, life. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think all humans want to be part of something bigger than themselves, and we all want to work on the like great pyramid of our time, and something that like takes even longer than our lifetime to truly build. Like I think that's what we're all after deep inside, and Cosmos feels like that to me. Like this is something way bigger than any of us but it still needs every one of us to participate put our skin in the game and uh evangelize this stuff because it doesn't happen itself yeah and i mean people listen to us and these spaces are getting bigger and bigger and we're, we're doing the right thing and spreading the word of cosmos and, and getting these people to come up and and uh, feel comfortable enough to ask newbie questions and we love to help them you know invite them into the 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 network and and uh, watch it grow just like zachy likes to see us like come in we like to see more people come in and ask questions and especially criticisms because we got you know we, we we're fully sold on it you know so i like the people are like well what about the you know what about this or what about the tokenomics with that or whatever uh fud they have um you know, and uh, just educating people about what's going on and getting them more invo involved and connecting people has been very powerful, too. Um, so I'm just super excited for everything coming out. It's it's nuts. It's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> you got like three upgrades next year, right? Is it three or two more? I think that he said that they were shooting for four a year, but was skeptical that that would happen. But that's what Zachy said, if I remember right. Yeah, I'm kind of on. I'm with Zachy there. I don't, I don't really think Cosmo Adam is the place to be doing four upgrades a year. And just like, let's take the last time we upgraded, for example. Like, how much of a shit show were those exchanges? Like, Binance was down for like three fucking weeks. Like, the the people that run most of the liquidity for Adam are inept. Like, they are fucking smooth brained motherfuckers. So I just don't even know if it's a good idea to upgrade four times a year because if Binance goes down for a month every time, well, there's one third of the year that Binance can't even send atoms out. Like, and I don't expect Binance to become any more competent or give any more fucks about Cosmos. So like, I mean, ideally we have like two to three a year. I think that sounds okay. But even then, like, God, these exchanges fucking suck. I'm talking right. to a golden ratio staking right now. And he says that, there's 200,000 stakes so far on NOM. And he says the numbers for staking on that are crazy, like Wawa level crazy. So no way. that's what he says. So make sure to stake your NOM. I am. I am. Definitely am. And then utilize compounding as well. Nom, 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 nom. Wait, you said say what? There's an upcoming uh, Twitter space. And it's going to be on February 2 at. 12:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The uh, Sommelier team. Ooh. Yeah, I posted that Cosmos Spaces Twitter, so you guys can set reminders in case you want to listen in. Eric, what's up, Eric? All right, guys, I better uh, hang out with my wife and attention her a little bit. But um, this was really fun, guys, and I look forward to the next time this happens.
Thanks for coming, man. Hey, Thanks, thank you, bro. Man. Really appreciate your info, man. Yeah. Anytime, guys. This is good shit. Bye-bye. Yep. See you soon. Well, everybody, what do you think? I think we uh, <clears throat> wrap it up there and call it a night. Sounds good. Sounds good. And that, was, uh, that was fun. Make sure to follow the Twitter spaces. Is it? In, it's not in the chat anymore, is it? It's pinned to the top right now, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we have um, a um, Telegram chat as well. If you want to keep in touch with us and talk about General Cosmos things, basically the space. But yeah, it was great having everybody. Make sure to follow everybody and have a good night. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part two of a two-part space hosted by Tricky. Netta is here. Claim your airdrop and join the Devotio Club, IBC Gang. Recorded on Monday, January 31st, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Rolling down the street in my 6 foe. I never had a 6 foe. A kid can wish though. I snapped a wishbone and grabbed a fistful. Chilling with the dopey, this a weed is all I wish for. I'm feeling blissful. I got a missus. My ginger always down to ride no matter what the mission. I'm singing this song. Got a couple albums out. We do alright, but it ain't really shit to write home about. Like to feed the fishbowl. Keep my stories mystical. I like my beats. Boom, bap and rap to be lyrical. I'm feeling cynical. Craving a little ritual. Save my place in line while I try to find a miracle. I keep looking and looking and looking, but never find nothing. We've been lied to, thinking this surprise under super secret lies. Motherfucker sneak inside, going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Trenches, trying to stay offensive Trespassing here like this land looks expensive Ain't no time like the present Trying to stake a claim Just make sure your claim stays away from all these other claims We're almost kind of running out of land here Living in the day of the dead and it's damn weird Same teams y'all, we just trying to get a bite to eat A little rest saved up, waiting for my time to sleep Head down, middle fingers up, yo I'm wide awake Never hesitate to stay about a hundred miles away Seven time and space, while the wrecking ball the place I expect you all to play, running marathons today When the... Sick get sicker and the rich get richer It might be about time to rearrange our dinner Fix the system, the shit, it's all nixed Waking up early, gonna suck today's Going dark now, believe me when I say this shit is do or die Going dark now, believe me when I say this shit is do or die Gonna take care of Angela, man. He's he's great. He's a wonderful lab partner, so it's gonna be cool. We'll keep an eye on her. Why don't you go fuck yourself, you weird little prick? I'm a teacher, okay? You can't talk to me like that guy. I'm not a student, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. Terror spaces.